Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day following the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBT community. In this episode of The Randy Report, I'll be joined by my good friend and senior caregiver advocate, Lisa Gibbons, to talk about the demands of aging and specifically the challenges that LGBT seniors face. A new study by the National Institutes of Health shows widespread concern about safe options for accessing high-quality health care and long-term care. But with an estimated 2.4% of the older population self-identifying as LGBT, where will those folks find care and caregivers? That's the topic today on The Randy Report. Let's face it, folks, in addition to the demands of aging, which everyone faces, LGBT seniors face their own unique challenges. According to the AARP, in the United States, about 80% of long-term care for older people is provided by family members such as spouses, children, and other relatives. But LGBT seniors are only half as likely as their heterosexual counterparts to have close family to lean on for help. In light of that, many elder gays often rely heavily on the services of professional healthcare providers like doctors, pharmacists, hospitals, and nursing home staff. But without in-depth training, those professionals may be uncomfortable with or even hostile towards LGBT seniors. So let's take that forward. Many LGBT seniors may choose to delay seeking care until their health deteriorates and crisis hits, because they may be afraid of mistreatment, harassment, or hostility from healthcare professionals and aging providers. For the most part, service providers rarely reach out to the LGBT community, and few are trained regarding sensitivity or recognizing discrimination aimed at LGBT seniors. Studies show that 40% of LGBT older people feel that their support networks become smaller over time. Compare that to 27% of non-LGBT people. As such, many LGBT seniors experience higher rates of social isolation. They're twice as likely to be single and to live alone, and three times to four times as likely to be childless. They're also less likely to feel welcome in the places where many older people socialize, such as senior centers, volunteer centers, and places of worship. So where do those folks find support? So today I'm joined by my friend Lisa Gibbons, Emmy Award-winning host, New York Times best-selling author, and winner of the 2015 season of Celebrity Apprentice. Lisa became a huge advocate for senior care and caregivers after her mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. It was that very personal experience that led Lisa to commit herself to raising awareness for Alzheimer's and her work with caregivers and seniors through such partnerships as the one she has with Senior Helpers. She's here today to tell us more about that give us tips for caregivers, share her path to success, and how optimism, one of my favorite things, folks, is her driving force. In addition to her mother's Alzheimer's, her father suffered a severe heart attack in recent years and fell to the ground. He survived. He's of strong stock. But the episode reminded Lisa to take a new look at care for seniors through fresh eyes. As Lisa says, look, we're all aging. 
My dad's recent heart attack was my wake-up call that no one is invincible to the march of time. But never has there been a better time to redefine what that means and see it through another lens. I'm so happy to welcome to the Randy Report the fabulous Lisa Gibbons. Thank you, Randy. It's always good to talk to you, my friend. You're literally one of my favorite people because two things. One, you always have a smile on your face. You're always upbeat. And I am so aware that when I sit down to talk with you, you listen so much more than you talk. You truly are this wonderful, wonderful listener. And in, a, and in the world of Hollywood where I've met, I know so many actors, so many directors, and you say, so how are you? And 30 minutes later, they're still reading you their resume. <laughs> You're so much more interested in people and their day-to-day and their moment-to-moment, and that's always struck me. That's a lovely compliment. You're so sweet. Well, first of all, it's just because you're interesting, Randy. That's all. (laughs) Well, that's You're very sweet. I want to talk to you about your work with seniors because it's very, very important. I don't think a lot of people are aware of the work that goes into when we arrive at our parents' senior years or possibly our own senior years. We really don't think about it a lot. And in that, we don't think about the caregivers. I th- I, if anything, when we think about senior years, we think about ourselves and will I have social security or investments or retirement funds. But the actual years, the day-to-day, kind of gets lost in all of that. And you do a lot of work with this. It started with your mother, your beautiful mother, who passed away from Alzheimer's. And then as You've done this work. It's kind of spread into work for all seniors. Can you talk about that a moment? Uh, Well, thank you for the question. I would and I would love to. And this is where I get chatty because, Randy, it has become my passion. You know, I formed a a foundation called Lisa Care Connection, created in the world what we wish we'd had when my mother got Alzheimer's disease. And I realized, oh, my gosh, wait a minute. What? I'm a caregiver. What is that? What does that even mean? Because, you know, we are the sons and daughters and husbands and wives, and no one sends you a greeting card to say, hey, great job, congratulations. It's your first day of being a caregiver. Good luck with that. Right. We sort of just go through kind of silently and wondering, now what? Now what do I do? And so that was our focus, was to help people answer that question. So along the way, um, you know, I became sort of this de facto person who began to uncover ways to manage it and ways to navigate. And that's what took me to senior helpers. So they're one of the largest in-home providers of care companions. So you've got the family caregivers. These folks are the people on the professional side where you can say, all right, look, I need somebody to check in on mom and dad. I live maybe you know, 15 minutes away, or maybe I live 1,500 miles away, and I need a peace of mind visit. So they can do that. Or maybe you need somebody to help with after a surgery and somebody is recovering and you need help in that rehab phase, or you need help around the clock. They're also the experts in Alzheimer's and dementia, which is a particular, it's a special skill, right? So they're the experts at knowing how to help you figure out the next steps in that journey. It's a difficult one. Well, it's interesting you bring this up about senior helpers, because one of the things that really interests me is the fact that as an advocate for LGBT people, LGBT seniors don't always have the support they need, because often they don't have children, or perhaps they don't have the familial support of their families, because maybe their families didn't support them being LGBT. Mm -hmm. And so... 
you arrive at your senior years, maybe, maybe you're married, maybe you have a significant other, maybe you're single. And I just imagine, what do we do? What do we do? And we need someone to be there. So it never occurred to me that there would be a company that was actually, when I think of senior help in the past, in the past few years, when I would think about caregivers, I would think about medical or hospice or, or something that was really medically based. But I didn't really think about, you know, having someone that I could call for helping me maybe run errands or helping me get things done around the house or, or people who do have training specifically in medical situations. But is that, some, is that what senior helpers can do? Is, is there a wide range or does it need to be medically based? Or I love the question because you're right. They can help you with like meals. They can take you grocery shopping. They can um, run errands. Um, they can help with organization. They can help with mobility. If you just say, I need things out of the attic and it's not safe for me to climb up the attic. I need help around the yard and I'm worried I'm going to throw my back out. Whatever those things are, because you and I both know you've got your bio family, you've got this biological family, then you've got your logical family. There's your family of choice and your family Maybe they're not always the ones that are going to show up for you or the ones that you can count on. Or maybe, maybe you don't even have family, and that's a lot of people. And you're right. In the LGBTQ community, it's more complicated often. And this is a great resource. It's relationships that you get to customize. So it's like think about interviewing either for yourself or for your mom or dad or for your significant other or your life partner. You get to interview someone to say, do I, you know, if I'm going to have you come over to my house twice a week, do I really want to play with you? Do I like you as my assistant? Do I like you as my helper? And it's a relationship you get to choose. That's kind of cool, too. That is kind of cool because, you know, a lot of fears for LGBT people is that you might get assigned some kind of, of nurse. If you go through people who don't have training, for instance, maybe they have medical training, but they don't have training on how to deal with the, the interpersonal connections that we have to have with caregivers. I know LGBT people who have had caregivers or nurses or something who really made clear kind of their disdain for or, or disapproval of gay or lesbian, transgender, bisexual people. And that just adds more stress mentally and physically to, to a senior coping with their lives on a day-to-day -day basis. And so the idea that there is someplace we could go, I, I was reading a bit about senior helpers and that, that they are trained across a broad spectrum of issues to be able to cope with different people because every community has its own needs and wants and special issues. And so I th that really appeals to me knowing that, that someone's actually addressed these issues. Well, and that's actually, you know, whatever your particular concerns are and whatever your needs are, those are needs and concerns that are valuable and significant. And that's what, when you call at seniorhelpers.com, that's what you're calling about. Hey, look, here's what's important to me. I need you to connect me with someone who is going to value and care about the things that I care about. I remember when, when we were bringing people in to talk with mom, uh, my mom had Alzheimer's disease, so this is a different scenario, but we would bring people in and if they would not look directly at my mom and talk with her, it's like, okay, next you're out. If they were ignoring my mother and just talking to me because I was the one who was actually doing the hiring, I knew they weren't someone who was respectful of that relationship. They're just things that, you know, so you're so right, Randy. You know, helper is the, the key word here. They do customize relationships. They do offer services across a wide spectrum. This has been my passion for a long time is just to say, look, my mantra is breathe, believe, 
receive. We are stronger when we recognize our limits. I think our greatest humanity is when we can open up and say, I can't do this alone. I really need some help here. And when we are vulnerable and we let somebody else into our lives, that's when we kind of gain, I think, our greatest strength. I, oh, I agree completely. Agree. Speaking of strength, your win on Celebrity Apprentice was significant to me for, for many reasons, mainly because I'm one of those guys that loves it when a nice guy wins or nice gal. Uh, and you thanks. prove that. You prove that you don't have to be a shark. You don't have to be, you know, one of those people on Survivor who has to stab someone with that. I mean, you truly won with optimism. As a matter of fact, you wrote the book on that, Fierce Optimism. You were literally the embodiment of that on the show. And you taught the, I, th I think you taught the country that, yes, you can be a good guy and win. And I think that's so important. Well, you're so nice to say that. I, you know, I don't know if, um, I think I just walked my talk and, and you are who you are in every situation. I think that under stress, you know, we become more of, of who we are. And all I knew how to do was work. I didn't, you know, I'm not that great at creating drama. I tend to just try to figure out a way out of it. <laughs> and so, so in a show that's known for turning up the heat and it, and I love it as much as anybody as a viewer, it wasn't authentic to me. So my um, natural inclination was, okay, let me see, you know, let me try to strengthen my strengths, which was to work hard. And let me try to help everybody else figure out how to get where they wanted to go as well. I got lucky. I really had a burning desire to get to the end so that I could bring attention and money to put the focus on family caregivers and honor my mother and other families like ours um, who had walked this very difficult path of struggling with Alzheimer's disease and trying to learn as a family how to adapt to it. So that was that's what got me there. Gosh, it was so much fun and it was really hard. And I I was inspired during that to uh, to write this book because people dismissed me. They went, oh, she's she's a cakewalk. She's such a pushover. She's so <laughs> she's so nice. We'll just run right over her. But that's a mistake when people write off others thinking that nice means weak. It really doesn't. You know, you're very nice, and you're one of the strongest people that I know. Thank you. When you won, it just sent me over the moon. And then when I got this book, Fierce Optimism, by the way, folks, you can find Fierce Optimism on Amazon. Go buy the book by Lisa Gibbons, Fierce Optimism, because it really does put the focus on, on what positive thinking and what positive outlook can do for your life, and that you don't have to fall back into the dark thoughts that, that, that people sometimes have. And you took your money, and you really did walk the walk. You, you took your winnings from Celebrity Apprentice and used it to help seniors and caregivers, which I think is very important, circling around to the beginning of this conversation. Well, thank you. I, um, I was so thrilled to be able to do that. It was really a dream come true for me to... Um, to do our work um, with Lisa's Care Connection and to open up in my hometown where my dad is now one of our biggest advocates. He's the one that taught me resilience. You know, I think mm -hmm. optimism really is just your ability to, to bounce back and fight back, to know that you can rebound and recover from things. That's a core value that I learned from my parents. So whether you lose a job or you you know, get out of a relationship or there's a, a diagnosis in your family or there's death, all the things that we deal with in our lives, um, it's our ability to rebound from that and to know that you're going to be able to 
show resilience in the face of that pain. That's what optimists do. And you just keep moving forward because that's where we're going. Thank you so much, Lisa, for having time to chat. I really appreciate it. I want the listeners to know you can find more information about Senior Helpers at simply seniorhelpers.com. And I want you all to follow Lisa at lisagibbons.com or find her on Facebook at the official Lisa Gibbons or Twitter Lisa Gibbons. It's also easy. You make it easy for us. None of these odd titles or anything in your social media. <laughs> I love it. I love when you have to figure out what what is their handle on Twitter. Anyway. I know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Lisa. And thank you for the work that you're doing for seniors and for caregivers. It's so important. And I really appreciate it. And for your fierce optimism. Uh, you're the best. Love you, Randy. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lisa. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye, honey. As I bring this episode of The Randy Report to a close, two important websites to check out. First, as Lisa mentioned, SeniorHelpers.com. Whether you're looking for professionally trained caregivers for Alzheimer's, dementia, or Parkinson's, or if you or seniors you know need help with companionship, help with hobbies, general shopping and errands, transportation, help with housekeeping perhaps, or personal care, personal hygiene, medication reminders, diet monitoring, you can find help at SeniorHelpers.com. Second, head over to SageUSA.com. That's the official website for services and advocacy for GLBT elders, SAGE. It's the country's largest and oldest organization dedicated to improving the lives of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender seniors. Found in 1978 and headquartered in New York City, SAGE is the national organization that offers supportive services and consumer resources for LGBT older adults and their caregivers. They advocate for public policy changes that address the needs of LGBT seniors. And they provide training for aging providers and LGBT organizations largely through its National Resource Center on LGBT Aging. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. Remember, you can subscribe to The Randy Report on iTunes and that way you'll never miss a single episode. And you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com following the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBT community. Thanks a lot for listening, folks. See you next time.